Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of The Movement, Shannon D. Hughes. Happy Wednesday, June 6th, Movement Nation. Shannon D. Hughes, your host for The Movement. And uh, let me give out the particulars, 866-472-5795. That is 866-472-5795. Internationally, and we are growing each week. I know I say it each week, but I meant it. And uh, the, you have a number as well, 001-480-398-1405. 001-480-398-1405. Email the show, Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. I want to thank everybody for joining me this week. And this is a, actually a very special week. All of them have been so far, and I mean that. But this one is a little bit uh, special for me. Um, I, I'm sure you all have heard the last, last week we had the end of the Me Too month of May with 18 fantastic women. And this next woman that is coming on today, I wanted her that month, but she had a scheduling conflict because she's such a busy woman. But she was kind enough and, gra- and graceful enough to join my show today. Uh, she's had a hand in me being where I am right now. Uh, I don't know what this woman doesn't do. She's an internationally renowned speaker. She's an author. She's a coach. She's a media personality, image consultant for television entities and big businesses around the world. I think she actually saves the world between jobs now and then. She hasn't told me that yet, but we're going to confirm that in a few minutes. I want to bring this wonderful, fantastic woman on. Lauren Solomon, welcome to the movement. Hello, Lauren. Hello, Shannon. Thank you Oh my. <laughs> I, I feel had like to go I should say my Wonder Woman outfit is hey. in the laundry or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 when you get it posted to the social media, and I'll share it with the rest of the world, so that won't be a problem. You so, got it. <laughs> so let let me let me tease the audience for a minute because I want to tease it in the beginning, and we're going to come back to it in the last segment of the show. So. I met Lauren through a mutual friend of ours, which was Allie Ferguson. Some of you all who listened to the Me Too month of May, Allie was on May 16th. She was in the middle of those eight women. And Allie introduced me to Lauren in 2016 on, on Christmas Day. And it was one of the best days of my life. And I won't get into all of it right now. We're going to get into it a little bit later. But that's why I met this woman that day uh, in Southern California. And it was one of the best days of my life, and I think if that day had not happened, I would not be here for so many reasons. And we'll briefly talk about it a little bit, and I'll talk about it in my third book as well. But, uh, Lauren, you've had a fingerprint on me, so thank you very much, and thank you for taking time out from your busy schedule. So, you know, Shannon has got to get all up in your business. So let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to the beginnings of Lauren Solomon. Talk to me about where you were born and where you were from and, you know, just kind of your family upbringing. I was born in New Jersey. I, um, let's see, I was born in New Jersey. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, I, I had what I considered to be a very normal, basic upbringing. Um, mm-hmm. Two parents, one brother, uh, a dog, mm-hmm. four grandparents. I really, I really had, I had an amazing family childhood, you know, the whole family lived within 15 minutes for the most part, and um, we saw each other a lot. It was a very loving family in a lovely suburb of Manhattan. At that time, we were about two hours from New York City before they built the Turnpike Connection, and 
By the time that was built, my parents could get from their house to my apartment on the Upper West Side in 25 minutes if there was no traffic. So, um, yeah, by the time I was in my teens, actually when I was was a senior, a junior and senior in high school, I had jobs in Manhattan after school, so I would take the bus into the city and and work and then take the bus back out. It was it was that easy. So I kind of straddled New Jersey and New York most of my life. I wound up nope. moving to Manhattan and I lived there for twenty seven years before moving to Southern California. Um, okay. and in that time, let's see, back I guess you want to go back to the business basics, but when I was uh-huh. three years old, I got my first makeup kit. Ah, that's where it started that's from. That's where that it all started. <laughs> okay, well let's 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 delve into that a little bit. So, would is your business mindset now? Was that did that come from the parents? Did that just come out of nowhere? Where would you say your kind of your mind started to un, you know unfold to where you wanted to do what you do now? I'm a big believer that we are born with gifts. And if in the right environment, the right nurturing conditions will bring out those gifts. And that's a kind of a direction that we, that's available to us to follow. And in my case, I took lots of twists and turns, but Mm -hmm. I do believe that that was the beginning of a thread that has led me to exactly where I am today, influenced by my mother. Um, who will tell you still that I took everything she taught me and simply charged for it. (laughs) (laughs) I turned, I turned all her stuff into a business and she's not, she's not wrong in that. It Uh was just that even when I was doing it, there wasn't really, there wasn't really a term for it. There wasn't a conscious knowledge of what is image, what is image consulting, um, you know, what is really the whole self-improvement, personal development um, uh, system had not really been born yet. So these were all little pieces and I believe foundation building blocks of what we now know as a giant industry, all connected to um, helping people be their very best selves and helping us as individuals, you know, focus in on being our very best whenever possible. So I would say it was influenced by a mother who had a very clear vision of her family, how we look, how we behave, what our life looks like by a father who supported her a thousand percent. And, um, and as a result, you know, they, they gave us very broad, very, very broad brush strokes and said, you can do whatever you want to do in this life. They never put limitations on us. Mm-hmm. Um, they never, you know, they never said no. And they went to every effort. If we found something we love that they went to every effort to make sure we could dive in as deep as we could to figure out if that's what we wanted to do. I mean, I, we took piano lessons. I played, my brother was better at piano than I, I moved on to the guitar. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing where everything was available to us. So we never learned the notion of, of not possible. Good. I love it. I love it. Let me ask, um, even though, like I said, last month was the end of the Me Too month, May, that was a question that I asked to all eight of the ladies. And I'm actually want to kind of bring it over to you. In the beginning, we were talking about damage consult, even though it was kind of a I guess we say it was kind of in the experimental stages, I guess, is what you were saying earlier. Would you say 
when you were kind of headed down that road, you being a woman, did you get any pushback from doing this, whatever they were trying to call it at that time? Was there any, you know, people saying, ah, that's whatever with that. And, you know, you're a woman, so it's probably nothing, you know, because of, of the good old boys network won't take the women seriously. Did you ever feel any type of resistance when you were trying to launch yourself into that industry? Uh, to tell you the truth, I never really had issues being a woman in this industry because it made sense to people that I would be a woman in this industry. Uh, what okay. the challenge, mm-hmm. the bigger challenge was um, that it should be a pay-for-play business, right. meaning this is kind of a service that people would expect you to provide for free because why right. wouldn't you just tell me what to wear and tell me what looks best and tell me how to behave and show me how to hold my knife and fork and tell me what to say because these are standard basic human behaviors and you should share them with me for free. And um, in business, and I've been in business a long time, I mean, I was in business a long time before I discovered Image Mm. um, as a calling and as my future, but in business, I received fewer challenges from the men. I was in, I was in the legal field. I was in banking. Um, I did a lot of different things. I held 13 positions within a banking organization, which is like okay. a small country unto itself. Right. And you can do right. just about anything you want in a mm. mega organization. You know, if you were, if you show interest and some a little bit of talent and right. motivation, you can move on and around and test your skills. And I got more pushback from women than I did from men. Ah. Because yeah. the men were not threatened by me. They right. saw someone who was interested and willing to learn and willing to do. But the women saw me more as a threat. And I found that incredibly unfortunate um, for a time until I got past, once I got past the hurdle, you know, there was kind of a turning point. Um, where I found myself and I found my voice and what others had to say really had very little to do with anything I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I always did my best work. I always treated whatever I was doing, whatever job I was doing and whatever company I was doing it for, I treated it as if it were my name on the door. Right. So I always had that entrepreneurial approach to business. And mm-hmm. I think that is, is really what guided me through all of the, challenges that are set up. I mean, the system is set up to provide challenges and you're there to overcome them. Right. Absolutely. Uh, We have about three minutes to the break. And real quickly, I would, I would, I want to piggyback off of something you just said a minute ago that you had more resistance from the women. My simple question is this, and I may not be a simple answer, but why is that? Wouldn't you think that if I'm a fellow woman, you know, we're trying to work together and advance ourselves, but you're getting more pushback from the women. You would think, obviously, from the men, you know, they're going to, you know, do their thing, but you got more pushback from women. Why is that, or why do you feel that that was the case? Well, let me preface that by agreeing with Madeline Albright, who said, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support women. (laughs) There you go. And I am a giant believer I'm a believer that there's a special place in hell for people who just don't support each other. Um, but women especially felt at that time, and this was in the 80s, um, 80s into the 90s, mm-hmm. that in some cases they felt 
you know, they decided I had received preferential treatment or they decided that, um, that they worked harder than I did or they decided that because they had bigger uh, grad school loans than I did oh. that they deserved oh. something different. And if they were in the position of power, mm-hmm. they saw fit to hold me back. Oh. And there was a threat, you know, and I didn't see it. I never saw it because I didn't approach life that way. For me, you can tell, you know, from my upbringing, mm-hmm. there's always another seat at the table. There's always enough soup for somebody else. There's always enough pie. If there's not enough pie, you make more pie, you right. know. So I think if you come from a spirit of abundance and a core base of abundance and understanding that there is infinite abundance around us, then, then you're good. But I had to learn the lesson that not everybody was raised that way and not everybody shared my belief. And so um, it took a little while to actually, you know, get that, get that message into me. And I learned to steer clear. I learned to better flesh out who would support me? Who would, who, you right. know, who were the people who believed like I did? And then once I got to a position of leadership where I could make a difference, make sure that I did not carry that behavior into my world, because that's not the right. world I wanted to live in. I love it. I love it. We, my guest today is Lauren Solomon. She is the business of being you. She is my guest today on the movement. And when we come back, I want to go a little bit forward from Lauren. We're going to talk about when she finally started to accelerate and also when she started to see the change about image consultants starting to take up and what she did to kind of get aboard that and be one of the pioneers in this industry. So we will be back on the movement with my guest, Lauren Solomon, right after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at SDHughesEnterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com il. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Thank you. 
You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. As the lady said, we love to hear from you, 866-472-5795, 866-472-5795 for my guest, Lauren Solomon. And you can email the show, Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. And Lauren, so let's fast forward just a tad bit. So let's talk about now that you're, now you're on the West Coast. Talk to, talk, talk to us about what it was like kind of launching things on the west coast what what were some of the things that you do you you did to get started and get your get your thing going there like so many things that i've done um it it just kind of showed up and i said yes okay that's kind of my history um from the time that i discovered image as a as as my calling and my future um Mm -hmm. And that was in business school. I was given an assignment to create a business that I would like to walk out to tomorrow. I was in the executive MBA program at NYU, and we were given a marketing assignment to create a business we'd like to walk out to tomorrow. And this was my hobby. Mm -hmm. And so I presented this concept to my class and said, if I could save you time, energy, and money and help you attract all you desire and deserve, would that have value? And all hands went up and they said, you know, we didn't know what to call it, didn't know where to find it, we know we need it, where do we sign, how do we begin? So my life transformed in an instant, and that's kind of how things happen in my world. <laughs> okay, okay. Was so from it, that was moment... It, was it a hard sell? It was, at that moment, it wasn't a hard sell at all. At that time, I was given the service away for free. <laughs> oh, God, there you go. <laughs> I got you. What so there, if you've got oh, a good service and you're offering it for free, you might actually right. get a chance to test the waters. But from right. there, from there, I was given the opportunity again, kind of because I was in my space and doing my right thing. Um, people, The right people noticed, and I was given the opportunity to create a position at the then Chemical Bank as the Vice President of Professional Image Development, which four weeks later became Chase Manhattan Bank. Ah. So for the next five years, I was the in-house image expert for Chase Manhattan Bank. And my next position was uh, uh, at the request of the Dean of NYU's Business School to come create a curriculum for professional skills. So I left the bank to go do that and opened up my practice to everywhere to the globe. Um, And a couple years after that, I was invited to teach on a very large stage in San Diego, Mm -hmm. which I did. And that day changed my life and it created a West, changed my life once again, I should say, and it created a West Coast presence for me. So -hmm. for the next five years, I was commuting between New York and LA, doing programs, speaking on stages, doing media, And, um, and all the while just growing a presence, not, not so consciously, just kind of doing what I loved and doing what I do until, uh, 
December 2010, mm-hmm. I was rear-ended in Beverly Hills. Mm. And I went back to New York in January, and New York was having a series of nor'easters. <clears throat> okay. And it was so treacherous and dangerous that I couldn't leave my apartment. I mean, literally everything had to come to me. So when Ooh. I came back to California later, a couple months later, a month later, um, and it was sunny and beautiful and palm trees, and then mm-hmm. I was turning around to go back east again, mm-hmm. and I checked the weather before I packed, mm-hmm. and I was flying into yet another nor'easter. And oh. at that moment, my out of my head, and, and there was nobody around, but mm-hmm. I'm standing in Santa Monica, kissed by the sun, 7.30 at night, palm trees blowing, and I hear this voice say, tell the truth, you love it here, you don't want to leave. <laughs> and you have to know New Yorkers. Like, if you're from New York, you're from New York. You're not having a right. conscious thought about going anywhere else. Right. But at that moment, at that moment, I knew that I, I had the vision where that leather binder, that dusty leather binder that said New York, Lauren's New York experience was pounding to a close. Mm-hmm. And then the new lace and, and light, bright, carried by Sprite carrying ribbons that said Lauren's California experience begins. And that was kind of it. That's, that's how stuff shows up. And if I'm willing to say yes, then it's, it's not a hard sell. And I literally just kept going. I went back to New York, closed up shop there, put the word out that I was moving, um, Mm -hmm. decided, you know, Newport beach was kind of paradise and a lot of people choose to live here in their lifetime. So I would choose here too puts me Mm -hmm. in the middle of LA and San Diego and also with a fabulous little airport that I can easily get to wherever I need to go. So it wasn't a hard sell for me. And then it was just a matter of, of making the transition, but I had had five years back and forth already. So I had a pretty solid network and was able to literally just reverse the commute. Very nice, very nice. And I got a taste of Newport Beach, and I'll be getting it again. Thank you very much. Uh, 866-472-5795. So by what I'm hearing from you, and you please correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like your instincts have always told you when to move. I think a lot of times, and this was a problem for me, Lauren, um, when I would be doing stuff as an entrepreneur, sometimes I would stay somewhere too long or I would get comfortable, as they say. And I knew things was call- were calling me to do something, but I would be apprehensive about moving. And I named the show the moving for, for, for different, different reasons, but that was one of them. Sometimes I would be afraid to move and go do what I needed to do. So, so first of all, is that correct? And second of all, do you think that that's what a lot of people struggle with, knowing when to move and when not to move? Know when there is a possibility to go and you know, grab that, what they're trying to get. I think a lot of people stay too long in one area, and a lot of times people lap them up. They miss their due season. You seem to know, you seem to have always known when to move and when you need, you knew where to go. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say that I, I say yes, and I, I trust that when I say yes, I will figure it out. It's right. also fair to say that I'm single, I've never been married, and I have, um, at different times, few to zero houseplants or anything that really needs me at right. home. Right, um, And so I've had, you know, I, I've, and to say that I created this life that the way that it looks in order to support 
what I know I need to do. I used to say that if you open the encyclopedia to the term wandering Jew, you're going to see my picture there. <laughs> so it's, it stands true that I have always loved travel. I have, I have always loved adventure. I've always believed that I am intended. I'm here to be part of the world. I'm not here to be in one location. And and the really good news is that the relationships, relationships I've built over time have mm-hmm. led me from one to the next to the next. And it doesn't mean that I don't stay somewhere too long. It just means that over time I actually have honed the skill that says, you know, is this the right next step? And right. sometimes you have to physically move. Sometimes you just have to move in your head. Yes, Yes, absolutely. And and we're going to talk about that part after the break because the, our meeting when we first met, that was part of it. I, will, I actually want to get into that part after the commercial. I'm going to save that part. That last nugget you just said, I definitely want to talk about that. So let me ask you, as being an image consultant, what is the – is there a, a mis a perception about that title that people don't get? Do they think it's one thing and it's something else? Do you, do people know exactly what you do or do you have to explain it to them? Is there, um, you know, a a perception that maybe is not clear to some people when you say I'm an image consultant? Is there, is there, is that ever an issue for you? (laughs) It's a, it's a huge issue still. Wow. Better than it has been in the past. Better than the past. You know, it's, it's a slow growth. It's a slow growth deal. But when I was president of the Association of Image Consultants International, okay. we spent my three-year term debating exactly that topic because image mm-hmm. has – the word image, the concept image, has an image problem. Right. And um, we were looking for a better term, how to better express what we actually do, the benefits we actually provide, what, mm-hmm. you know, what is image really – and right. ultimately, you acknowledge that language can only go so far, and action has to take over after that. And I found that I've called myself image advisor, image strategist, uh, image consultant, uh, wardrobe manager, personal branding expert. Right. Um, you know, on and on and on. Uh, there are endless subterms that I can use, but the truth is. Um, personal image, personal brand. These are mm-hmm. these are terms that are now more under more well understood because they've been experienced by more people. When I started at this, when I really started at this in um, in the early nineties, you know, it hadn't it hadn't been around as a construct very long. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Malloy wrote the book Dress for Success back in nineteen seventy five, and he was the first. He called himself an image manager. Okay. Um, and so, or an image engineer, you know, all of, all of these things. So right. it was really a concept that needed time and it needed people to step in and, and execute, you know, really, really do the work so people could see what it means. It's like anything. It still gets confused with medical imaging. It still gets confused. Oh my goodness. With, um, with all kinds of other graphic graphic imaging, with all kinds of things. But in the end, if you are 
in the market for an image consultant, if you are in the market for someone to help you with your personal brand and your personal image, you'll figure out that that's the term you need to look for. And in the end, it just frees the rest of us up, those of us who are practicing, to go out and do our best work and make sure that the terminology is synonymous Mm -hmm. with quality service, great results, got to do this, referrals, business building, all that stuff. Very well said. 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. My guest today is my Wonder Woman, and that's Lauren Solomon, image consultant extraordinaire. She's been all over the world, and uh, we are actually coming up against the break. So when we come back from the break, I mentioned it earlier in the show, I want to talk about my meeting with Lauren back on Christmas 2016 and some of my impressions of Lauren when I, I think she's going to laugh when, when I tell her what I thought when, when we were talking that day. And actually, it's gonna, I'm going to chronicle the whole drawn out story in, in my third book. Uh, so we will talk about it when we come back. So we will continue the conversation with Lauren Solomon on the movement right back. We'll be right back after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com il. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondehughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, Shannon at ShannonDHughes-TheMovement.com. I glanced over my phone just when we were coming back from break, and there's three more text messages. So, again, my number does not count. My cell phone number does not count during the show. 866-472-5795. People think I'm joking when I'm saying this, Lauren. Please call in questions, comments for the great Lauren Solomon, please. So, just before the break, Lauren... (laughs) 
I, I teased about how we first met. So let me give a, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but so, um, so that was Christmas of 2016. I had, I hadn't been to California in over 30 years. So I, I came out there, um, to, to do some little real estate business. And I, that's when I met Allie, uh, who, who we both know. And, um, that's the first time we had met and we had hung out a few days, but prior to Christmas. And there was an, a story that she told me to tell you, uh, about how a guy that when I was coming out of a Bank of America going into a Panera Bread, a guy stopped me and said, hey, is your name Shannon? And again, Lauren, I hadn't been to California in 30 years. So my first reaction was to clench my fist and get ready to defend myself. I didn't know what was going on. And the guy said he had saw one of my um, long form videos online. And so my, I started to slowly and calmly unclench my fist and let him tell his story. And I remember telling you that story. Now, I got to be honest, when, when I was looking at you telling the story, when I was telling you the story and everybody else that was there, you had this intent look on your face. And I had one of two impressions of what you were thinking. <laughs> the first impression, I was, I was thinking, I wish he would just shut up so we can just go sit down and have dinner. And then the second, the second look was, this actually sounds interesting. Let me see where he's going with this. So I just kept talking. And I remember you distinctly. I, I kind of wanted to let other people talk. You said, hold on, I want to explore this for a second. And then you kind of, like, I w- almost became a client there for a second. You were like, I want to explore this. Tell me more about why you do these videos. What, what, what is your goal? What is your, what is your end game? And I, we, and I don't know if you remember, we got into that conversation. And it just started to, it just started to, some stuff started to unfold because no one had really, came at me in that way to try to find out what, what, why I was doing it. And I remember you giving me some, some tidbits of what to do. And the, I, I, I credit you all the time. I tell people you were the one that told me to do the motivational minute, which people get mad when I don't do it. I didn't post one today. I've, I've gotten some nasty threats today, but that's another story for another day. But um, so it was a very, I felt like I was a client of yours for a second. So let me, I, let, so let me ask you a two part question. One, what was your impressions about when we first met? Well, what you remember? And two, when you have a client, is that how you kind of approach them? Do you kind of like, I, right, you know, what, what are you, who are you, what are you trying to do? Cause you weren't coming at me in an adversarial way at all, but it, I just found it intriguing. You know, you were just, you were very quick and you would just follow up questions, follow up questions, follow up questions. And it was catching me. I, I was uncomfortable, but I liked that because no one had challenged me on that. So wh- tell me what you remember about that day, 2016 on Christmas Day. And uh, is that how you uh, typically talk to your clients? <laughs> so I'll tell you first, first for sure, it's never about the food. <laughs> <laughs> and since I was the one who brought the appetizer tray, I knew we had plenty of food there exactly. until we sat down for dinner. <laughs> so it was totally just a real moment. I remember listening to you. And I remember thinking to myself, these guys met on Facebook. This is amazing. And right, <laughs> right, right. And, no, Facebook, and that's thinking, bad for everybody, right. We were in a house of, of you know, orphans, right? Christmas orphans. Yes, and, yes. And so nobody knew each other. And right. when you were telling your story, you couldn't see from, from where you were sitting on the sofa because people were sitting to your side. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting across. Mm-hmm. And I could see the level of energy and intention and interest from the people around, including me. And it was really mm. just a moment in time that said, you know, ask him, ask him more. 
Because right. I genuinely wanted to know. Trust me, if I didn't want to know, I could have changed the subject. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it caught me off guard. But again, I wasn't offended, but I, I, I just kept talking. And then the other people that started asking questions. And I'm like, wow. And, and so then Allie came over and I remember you saying, you know, go back in the kitchen. We got it over here. And we kept talking. And it just but that day, I think, is where I started to find the path that I needed to go. So I humbly thank you for that. But it was it was it was very intriguing. So, my, like I said, my second question was, so is that do you kind of take your clients through that type of, you know, kind of a gauntlet of questions and just trying to figure out so they're clear about who they are once you start the, the I don't know, the branding, the, the whatever you whatever it is that you do. Is that is that how you kind of do it? That's how I kind of do it. It's all about asking good questions. Right. It's all about, you know, when people come to you for coaching also, I'm sure it's true. They Mm -hmm. come with one intention. They think they know what they need. They think they know what they want. And they may be right. Right. However, I find that the need is usually, the immediate need is the pinhead, right? I need a dress for a wedding. I don't know how to do that. I'm, right. I'm exaggerating, but I need a dress for a wedding. I don't know how to do that. Help me. Right. Um, and the I need a dress for a wedding becomes I've put on 20 pounds. I'm recently divorced. Um, I would like to start dating, but I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Or, or the opposite. I've just lost 30 pounds. I don't know what to do with this body. I'm starting a new business. I'm totally out in public where I've never been before. Um, any, any life transition would motivate someone to actually talk to someone like me. But the truth is, it's never about the food. It's never about the clothes. <laughs> it's always about something much deeper. And, um, and you need to get there. Otherwise, we're not solving a problem. We're simply addressing a symptom. Absolutely. Let me ask, um, do you have very difficult clients and how do you deal with them in this in this field obviously they're hiring you to make them better look better whatever it is and do you ever have this okay i hear you but i'm going to do it my way do you ever have to say well what do you hire me for what do you you know can we meet somewhere in the water how do you deal with a tenuous uh client that comes to you and they may not be so willing to you know listen to what you have to say i'm sure you've dealt with them oh sure Every, because everybody has their own position on it. And, you know, my first line is we, we check the diva at the door. Right. And we come into the conversation as an exploration. So I have a series of questionnaires and assessments and things that we go through prior. I have lengthy conversations with people. I, I have a pretty good sense of, um, of where they're starting from. And, and where they would like to get to. I, I always know the beginning and I kind of know the end. It's that dash in the middle <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that we need to pay attention to. And, and difficult only means that there's an issue that needs to be addressed. Right. Um, you know, in some cases, I will say that, you know, the person feels that it needs to be, it needs to come from them. They need to be in control, which I totally understand because right. I promise the- you, when two of us are standing in the dressing room and one right. of us is in our underwear and it's never right. me, right? <laughs> that is when the truth comes out. Exactly. <laughs> when um, you are in your absolute most vulnerable state, 
that yes. is when you will tell me that this is what happened in your past and that's why this is so painful or this is happening now and this is why mm-hmm. you're really struggling to gain control of something or whatever the reason and it doesn't really matter. Right. The reason doesn't matter so long as we can address it and move past it because history only informs the future. It doesn't control it. And so once we can address what happened in the past or what's currently mm-hmm. happening, we can very easily move forward. And, you know, people don't intend to be difficult. They don't think they're difficult. Right. Sometimes there, there's definitely a clash of personalities or styles. Mm-hmm. I may not be the right person for that client. Right. And 99.9% of the time, I can identify that up front and refer them to someone who would be a better match for them. And that's okay. okay. I mean, that's right. as it should be. We are not all going to love each other equally. Uh, right. But it is my responsibility as the consultant and as the expert to come in and say, yes, I can help you, or I think there's someone who can better help you. Okay. Okay. Um, tell me, um, when you're dealing with your clients, now, I'm not, again, I'm not quite sure how this works, but I'm sure there's a time frame that you're working with. I'm sure each client is different. Like you might be one for a few days, one for a week, one for a month. How do you, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if you're up against it. Like you like if you're supposed to be with a client for a week and let's say you're not progressing in the way that you would hope that you would with your client. How do, how do you, I don't know. How do you accelerate it? How do you, you know, do, when do you come to the point where you say, I may not, like, as you said a minute ago, you, it, you may not be the best, best fit, fit for them. How do you kind of you know, maybe accelerate it? Do you pump the brakes? Do you say, okay, let, let us revisit? Do you ever say, let me come back in a couple of weeks and let's revisit this again? How, how do you manage that when you see you may not be going in the direction you want to go with the client? So my work is always a process. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you didn't get to where you are overnight, and I'm not going to get you to where you're going overnight. Right. But I can do an awful lot in 72 hours. Right, right, right. <laughs> we right. can take giant steps. So I do have a three-day intensive, and we, we go as far as we can. We lay out our wish list. You know, we spend time planning. I believe, like anything, the plan is the key. You right. sit down. You really lay out the expectation, the need against the calendar and say, okay, here's what we can accomplish, I believe, right now. And mm-hmm. let's face it, we can do a lot right up front but you're right. What if we show up and suddenly, you know, the right clothes aren't there, which mm-hmm. doesn't usually happen. Um, mm-hmm. But not, maybe not everything is available immediately. Well, it okay. is a process, but there are mm-hmm. always things, and it's not always about the clothes, right? A lot, right. a lot more than, more times than not, the clothes are the tools we use to get to the real issue. And the real issue is growth. The real issue is moving on to the next phase of your life and being able to let go of what you did to get you to where you are now and embrace what you need to do to get you, fo- get you moving forward. The clothes are a piece of it. Hairstyle is a piece of it. Eyeglasses mm-hmm. are a piece of it. Socks are a piece of it. Right. You know, how you hold your fork and knife are a piece of it. How you shake right. hands. Your smile, everything, everything that you bring to the party, right? So that's why I talk about the business of being you. 
because no matter what you're selling, no matter what you're doing or where you're going, it's you in that process. So having you be your very best as part of that process is a requirement. And right. while some people need it done for them, and I can, mm-hmm. after spending just a couple hours with you, I can go out and do most of the work for you, the physical work, mm-hmm. but the internal work, the psychological growth, the personal development piece, that's going to come over time. So it's never a kind of one and done. I don't, I used to do that, right? I would schedule people for shopping. In my early days, I had a la carte services mm-hmm. and I could do color analysis in 90 minutes. I would do a minimum of two hours shopping, which would usually mm-hmm. be a two to four hour extravaganza right. or, you know, hairstyling, whatever it was. Right. It was, it was on the clock. Okay. I don't use the clock anymore. The clock, the time is our advent, right? That's, Right. That's something that we've decided to give validity to. The reality is the growth and the process that you're going through internally to get to what you need next. And while I can do the physical piece, right, even mm-hmm. right now I have a client. We did a big shop. We did a huge purge, huge purge, like 12 mm-hmm. giant bags of clothes out of the closet. Wow. Um, usually refreshing, fabulously freeing. And then we Mm -hmm. went shopping to, you know, to refill what we needed. And we only found about half of what we expected to find. Okay. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean she's going out naked into society, right? Right, right, right. It means that that the process goes on. And that's how I work. So, you know, um, it's, it's an engagement. It's a process. It's a relationship, which is why. It takes it back to why it's so important that I am the right person to do the work for you because we are going to be together in some very interesting uh, situations and with with good judgment, we're going to be together for a period of time that could go from two weeks to many, many years. I have clients I work with for 15 years. And so that's, that's really the goal is to develop a relationship where I can help you continue to move forward where I can be a, a, a member of your team who is able to keep pushing you a little farther, a little farther out of your box, a little uncomfortable onto the next, but keep you moving forward to the direction of your dreams. 866-472-5795, 866-472-5795. My guest is Lauren Solomon. Uh, programming note, Scott DeMullen will be my guest next week as he is the CEO of Destiny Training Systems out of Las Vegas. He is 30 years of experience and, and success as a highly trusted conscious business growth consultant and is also considered one of the elite sales performance and speaker coaches with clients around the world. Join me on the movement next week with my guest, Scott DeMullen, and we are still here with Lauren Solomon. Lauren, um, obviously when you say image, we think physical, look. Do your clients, when you come in, do they ever just say, all right, what am I wearing? And you have to kind of be the psychological, say, oh, that's not why I want to start. I want to start inside. Do you ever get any pushback when you do that? Well, I'm kind of the believer that you start where you start. Right, okay. So I say I believe that many people have touted for years and years that the outside doesn't matter. You have to start inside. And I am a giant believer that the outside informs the inside just as well as the inside informs the outside, sometimes better. 
that I believe what you see in the mirror informs your inside in such a powerful way that by changing the outside, you will have a much easier time changing the inside. So I don't really care where we start. If you're ready Mm -hmm. to start, we will pick the place. But it is always going to be an inside-out, outside-in job. It's a spiral, right? Mm -hmm. We're not distinctly inside or outside beings. We are complete in that holistic vision. But if you get up in the morning and walk into a wardrobe closet of challenges and can't figure out what to wear and can't pull yourself together with ease and grace and style and walk out the door feeling your best, feeling your most powerful, as if you're wearing my Wonder Woman uniform, then, (laughs) you know, that's what I want for you. I want everyone to be able to start their day with process and get to a place where you're, you're doing your self-care, you're taking care of yourself in every single way, including when you walk into your closet, it feels good, it feels like you. Right. And there's a system in place to help you get in and out quickly so that you can get out the door feeling great, knowing that whatever comes at you on this day, you are ready in every single way. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. 866-472-5795 is the phone number for the movement with my guest, Lauren Solomon. Lauren, talk about, we, you've kind of talked about it in bits and pieces. Talk about the services you provide. I provide a, a very holistic breadth of uh, personal brand and image services. So from wardrobe to etiquette to dining to um uh, personal communication skills and styles, uh, everything that relates to self-presentation. When you show up, what do you bring with you? And making sure that your toolkit and your, your skills match where you're going or that they are at least in the process of getting you where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I believe your website is laurensolomon.com. Is that correct? If they want to reach out to you and try to uh, engage with you and see if, the, if, you, if, if they would be a bit good fit for you as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. And they can email me directly at lauren at laurensolomon.com. And that's Solomon, like the king, with all O's. I love it. I love it. So tell me, uh, as we we are nearing the end of the show, we still have quite a few minutes left. But tell me where some of your travels have taken you, and some of the things, places you've gone as as the the woman that you are. Tell me, tell me about some of the places you've gone. Well, in the last year, I've spent about half of my time in Salt Lake City, which has been phenomenal. I've been actually working with an amazing PR firm in in Salt Lake, Snap Connor PR. I've been working okay. with them for about four years now, and mm. um, the CEO there, Cheryl Snap Connor, came to me as a private client and then invited me to come out and work with the agency. We rebranded the agency, and then she invited me to stick around and work with their clients, and I've been doing that now for about four years. That's been pretty spectacular because mm-hmm. that really, for me, enables a whole level of holistic approach to things like public relations where you've got the verbal and you Mm -hmm. bring together the visual and the aspects that I bring. And it's, it's a complete empowerment process for clientele in a very, very unique way. So that's been exciting. Um, Over the years, I lived in Israel for three years and that was, um, that was amazing. I've spent 
quite a bit of time in Turkey and uh, France, England, Portugal, let's see. But I, I do, in addition to that, just on base, on travels, actually, when I was in business school, we took a, we had a business symposium that took us to Japan, China, and Hong Kong. That was, that was spectacular. Wow. I mean, it's just anywhere, 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 right? I, um, mm-hmm. I don't say no to travel. I just came back from two weeks in France. Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Paris until now, but this time we went to um, Occitania and the Loire Valley. Very, very spectacular. I mean, there's just so much world to see. And, and so much of what I do is about culture. It's about people. It's about connecting through culture and appreciation and understanding of our our similarities and our differences and really taking in um, what other what other nations have to offer and having a broader understanding so that it's really a global truly a a global approach to life so that for my clients it's always a universal standard right i want them to be able to travel comfortably and be in the world to right. whatever degree they choose, and in order to do that, I need to be in the world too. So I, I do make it a priority to be out and about. My family's still on the East Coast, so Washington mm-hmm. D.C., New York, New Jersey. Okay. Um, spent quite a bit of time recently in Oregon. Spectacular. Um, I I really hope to have a horse rescue on a ranch up there someday. So wow. you know that's again looking at my own next next and opening up to what those messages that we talked about earlier, what's showing up in front of me, what am I supposed to say yes to? Mm-hmm. Um, right. These are all, these are all what's going on in my head right now. <laughs> wow. I love it. Well, we are coming to the close of the show and uh, I just wanted to say personally, this was an honor to have you on. Uh, you knew I'd been chasing you down, but you didn't tell me no. I mean, I knew you were overseas, but it was so great to have you uh, come back. And actually, the la- that last question I should ask you, where haven't you gone? Every- all the places you've listed, I should have said, where haven't you gone yet? Uh, but in the final couple of minutes, can you tell me, what would you say to somebody that is maybe wavering about saying yes to something? What would you say to them? So this is now me doing do, interviewing you. What, 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 Lauren, what would you want to say to somebody that maybe not, not so much want to be an image consultant, just somebody that's trying, that's wavering about saying yes and being apprehensive about maybe the result in the last couple of minutes, what would you say to someone that is kind of stuck where they are? Do not let fear win. It's all that's that's what freezes us in place is the fear of the unknown. I, like I said earlier, I, to, I may to a ridiculous amount say yes and figure it out later. But right. even if I do say yes and then take small action, I'm still in control. I'm still able to say, oh, wait a minute, I said yes to this, but a month or two into it, it's really not panning out the way I expected. So guess what? I'm going to take a left turn here instead of a right. And I'm going to see what's down this alleyway instead of going straight ahead where I can see is not what I expected it to be. We have complete control. And if we take the dollars out of it, if we, if we take the money situation out of it, and we can't completely because we still need to pay the mortgage and the rent, but to the degree that we can and say, what is the worst case scenario here? What is the best case scenario? 
and that's actually how how I've judged just about everything, even leaving a a very lucrative corporate job to go out on my own and go into the unknown world of entrepreneurship where I knew I belonged, but still it was it was pretty darn scary. And knowing fully well that I had the ability at any time to make a different decision and mm-hmm. take a different turn. Because, so what if I stepped out into the unknown? I still have plenty of known. I have lots of experience. I have lots of skills. And if what I choose to do right now isn't the right thing, I can take a sidestep, use those skills, use that knowledge to create something else. And I believe we all can do that. We just tell ourselves we can't. Lauren Sullivan is, has been my guest. Lauren, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure. I have no problem saying this to you on the air. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for di- driving the direction I am. And thank you for being a part of, of the movement. I love you. Thank you very much for being my guest today. Love you back. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Shannon Hughes signing off on the movement. Remember, say yes to it and see where it takes you. See you all next week on the movement. Take care. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.